Welcome to the latest episode of the X-Files Retrospective Podcast, released through Bureau 42. I'm your host, Blaine Dowler. This week we're talking about Sleepless, so we're still in the second season. This episode originally aired on October 7th, 1994. The average IMDb user rating is 7.9 out of 10. The action in this episode is actually divided between New York and Connecticut. It was written by Howard Gordon and directed by Rob Bowman, both of whom have worked for the X-Files before and would do so again. Now, when Howard Gordon sat down to write this, there was a very specific problem that needed to be solved. Namely, Jillian Anderson was getting close to the end of her pregnancy and had a maternity leave coming up just around the corner. And the writers needed a way to deal with that to keep the series going without Scully in it. Up to this point, it had been Mulder and Scully, mostly Mulder. They were getting to be a little closer to equal footing by the end of for the first season, but with Jillian Anderson's pregnancy, Scully had really been sidelined in the early part of the second season. But that didn't change the fact that she was going to be off completely, which meant they needed a new partner for Mulder to be working with. The episode begins with a teaser in which a man sees his apartment on fire, he calls 911, he reacts, he ends up burning, but there's no signs of an actual fire, even though, as we find out later, his internal organs are reacting as though he had been in a fire. There's no external trauma at all. Mulder is put on this case through an anonymous tip, which came through X. He basically slipped a 911 call tape into Mulder's morning paper, and Mulder followed that up, requisitioned the case through Skinner. By the time he got it, it actually wasn't his case. There was a young new agent in the agency who had requisitioned the case and opened the file two hours prior, so the case was his. And this new agent is Alex Krychek. And this is the solution to Jillian Anderson's upcoming maternity leave, introduce Alex Krychek as the new partner. Now, Krychek is played by Nicholas Lee, who had already appeared in season one in Genderbender. I believe the character's name was Michael. He was just a random club goer, the one who survived the attacks about midway through the episode. Now, as we meet Krychek here, he is very green, very inexperienced, but a follower of Mulder's career. He knows about the X-Files. He believes that there's more out there than people are being told, and he wants to support Mulder on his quest. At least that's what he's saying. It takes a long time before Mulder warms up to him, but he does start to, especially since Krychek is willing to accept Mulder's proposed explanations for some of what's been going on. Despite this, Mulder does mistreat him a few times, including saying, well, requisition us a car and I'll meet you there, and then hops a plane instead, leaving Krychek behind as, as Krychek puts it, dumped like a bad prom date. So Mulder still doesn't completely trust him, but he is warming up to him. Even Scully is surprised to see Krychek coming in during one of the autopsies, but it is Krychek's case. And the case itself is a side effect of experiments done during the Vietnam War. So this is actually a combination of ideas. Howard Gordon said that he was thinking, what happens if someone hadn't slept? What if they don't sleep for 25 years? And this tied in with Chris Carter's idea of a super soldier program, which is something that has come through before it's coming out again. The last time we saw it was in EVE back in Season 1. This is another attempt by the government to make a better soldier. And this super soldier is played by Tony Todd. And Tony Todd is a name a lot of people know. He was the Candy Man on Star Trek Next Generation. He was Kern on Deep Space Nine. He was both the Klingon Kern and adult Jake Sisko. On the first season of Chuck, he is CIA Director Graham. He's got a very long and well-respected resume that you can find on the IMDb. So he is one that already was an established star. Now, there are a couple of other notable names in here. Stephen Williams is back as X, 
although it's hard to say he's really back. Initially, someone else had been cast. It was actually cast as a female for X early on, and that's the person who was in the sleeve that we saw two weeks earlier. Stephen Williams dubbed his lines in additional dialogue replacement after the fact, and they recast the part during this episode. So Stephen Williams wasn't around when they were filming The Host and X first appeared. He didn't actually come on set until a couple weeks later and just redubbed the dialogue. This time we actually see him on screen and he makes it clear that, no, he is not going to be taking the risks that Deep Throat did. He will not be the same kind of informant. He's playing it a lot more closely because he's not willing to die for this, which is a bit of a different twist than what we've seen before. The other highly recognizable guest star is John Grease, or it could be Grise. It's spelled G-R-I-E-S. Now, he also has a very respected and fairly long resume, although a lot of the stuff that he did before X-Files wasn't quite as prominent. He was Laszlo Hollyfield in Real Genius. If you have not seen Real Genius, go watch it now. It is great. It is one of the few Val Kilmer comedies. Came out in 1985. Go track it down. Grease was also in The Twilight Zone, he was in The Monster Squad, he was in an episode of Cagney and Lacey, Friday Night Part 2, Falcon Crest, Jake and the Fat Man, a couple episodes of Quantum Leap, an episode of L.A. Law, a few episodes of Martin. After his shot here on the X-Files is Salvatore Matola, another one of the soldiers that was part of the experiment, and he had a recurring role on Beverly Hills 90210, he was on Chicago Hope, on Strange Luck. He was in Get Shorty. He was in Men in Black as a van driver. He was in a couple episodes of Seinfeld as a homeless man and as Rusty. He was in The Pretender for 82 episodes as Brutes. He had a guest shot on ER, guest shot on 24. He was Uncle Rico in Napoleon Dynamite. He was in the 2004 TV series, Las Vegas, CSI New York, Elsewhere. He was in six episodes of Lost as Roger Linus. He was in Cold Case, Psych, Nikita, the Napoleon Dynamite TV series, Taken 2, a couple episodes of Supernatural as Martin Creaser, and he's got more coming down the pipe down in the future. So again, it's a fairly well-established cast. The episode itself is pretty good. We've got a different kind of monster of the week. Again, it's government experimentation, and some people trying to cover that up. In this case, there's a Vietnam squad that they'd have been experimented upon to eliminate the need for sleep and it pushed them over the edge. They were making up their own missions in the end, going AWOL, slaughtering innocents instead of just attacking soldiers and military targets. Tony Todd's character, Augustus Cole, was nicknamed Preacher, and he was the one that said, we can't do this, it's going to come back to us, we're going to pay for these sins. And he now has the ability to project his thoughts into subconscious, and basically his dreams, into the minds of others and convince them that they are real. So he's doing that to punish and kill the others before he gets struck down himself which is something he orchestrates. And he actually dies at the hands of Krychek. So up to this point, aside from introducing the new partner, it seems, you know, like a fairly typical Monster of the Week type of episode, a little bit of government conspiracy. It's not until the last couple of minutes that we really see how this is part of the bigger picture. It ends with Krychek reporting directly to the cigarette smoking man, stating that Scully's a bigger problem than anticipated. And the cigarette smoking man replies with, every problem has a solution. And it's this exchange that leads into the storyline that begins in the next podcast with Dwayne Barry in the next episode, which is how the X-Files deals with Gillian Anderson's maternity leave. It's also a storyline that, even though born out of necessity, becomes something of a blessing in disguise. It makes the whole X-Files and the whole mythology a lot more personal for Scully, and it gets her involved in a level 
that she hasn't been involved in before. We will begin discussing that in more detail in two weeks' time, so please join us then. Intro and outro music is by Lastwell, created under the Creative Commons license. All other content, copyright 2014, Bureau 42. Please feel free to send any comments and feedback to bureau42podcasts at gmail.com or leave us a review on iTunes.